it's not something that a human being should be living in. I can say that much. Welcome to KiteLine, a weekly radio program from WFHB that focuses on issues in the prison system and beyond. Behind the prison walls, a message is called a kite. Whispered words, a note passed hand to hand, a request submitted to the guards for medical care. Illicit or not, sending a kite means trusting that other people will bear it farther along until it reaches its destination. Here on KiteLine, we hope to share these words across the prison walls. Before starting with this week's theme, we wanted to share some prison-related news and announcements. The National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers has condemned the inadequate response of the Bureau of Prisons, noting that one in 14 prisoners in federal custody have already tested positive. Nina Ginsburg, president of NACDL, declared that, quote, the pandemic has converted incarceration in our nation's jails and prisons into potential death sentences and is completely unacceptable, unquote. The most recent legislation fails to address this emergency, and the NACDL contends that the government is turning a blind eye to the risk of mass death in the federal system. Last Saturday, June 25th, was a major day of action in the ongoing movement for Black Lives. Solidarity with the combative street protests in Portland was a major theme. In Seattle, demonstrators set fire to the construction site for a new youth jail. Abolitionists have opposed the project for almost a decade. In Atlanta, demonstrators substantially damaged a DHS-slash-ICE administration building. Department of Homeland Security has been responsible for deploying federal troops to attack Portland protesters, while ICE, or Immigration and Customs Enforcement, is responsible for rounding up immigrants while running immigrant detention facilities. Local news outlets quoted an anonymous statement from participants in the action. Quote, in solidarity with Portland last night, a crowd gathered in Atlanta outside the DHS ICE office. These agencies are directly responsible for ruining untold numbers of lives and for the violent policing of the Portland protests. We will fight with everything we've got against Trump's private police force, against authoritarian and despotic governance. What the police produce, above all, are their own grave diggers. Their fall and the victory of the ungovernable are equally inevitable." Unquote. 14 undocumented activists blocked the entrance to California Governor Gavin Newsom's home and were arrested this week in a demonstration of solidarity with the immigrants detained under dangerous conditions in the pandemic. Hunger strikes have spread in detention centers across the country. Every immigration unit in the Yuba County Jail went on hunger strike despite harsh repression and efforts to isolate organizers. This week, we share the voices of three prisoners in Florida. Choosing to speak anonymously due to repression, they told us about horrible conditions inside the Florida prison system. They explained the racial injustices they've experienced, the importance of letting lifers out, the prevalence of moldy, rancid food and poor hygiene in the face of COVID-19, rats and cockroaches in their cells, inadequate health care, and a lack of a working grievance system that leaves prisoners to fend for themselves. Here they are. mass incarceration and, you know what I'm saying, brothers is not having no hope for this 85% life without parole, you know what I'm saying, this is what's contributing to the violence in Florida prison, you know, so we just want to see that change, we just want the Department of Correction to do the right thing, do what almost every other Department of Correction in every other state is doing, you know, that's giving these inmates hope. You know, 
I mean, if they've proven to have gotten a little situation or themselves together through our day incarceration, proven to have been rehabilitated, which correction is not doing, but inmate is rehabilitating themselves, you know what I'm saying, walking a straight path, staying out of trouble. You know, why not give that man a shot back to freedom, whether he have a life sentence or or or, or, or crazy number, you know what I'm saying, 50 years, 40 years sentence, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, with a life sentence, that's not a capital offense. I feel like after 20 years, you know, he should be, you know, entitled or not really entitled, but eligible for parole as long as he's been staying out of trouble not getting no major DR, I feel like, you know, you give you give them a shot. And that's not just dealing with the, 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 the male prisoners, also the female prisoners, because they're up under the same situation we up under. Life is life for them. Yeah, you know, even the female prisoners, you know, they they dealing with the same situation. So when we fighting, that's what we fighting for. We fighting for the female prisoners, male prisoners. The, the male and female that that's on death row, if there's any female at this current time on death row, you know what I'm saying? We fighting for every last one of them, you know, even moving inmates off death row. We feel as though if, you know, by saving one innocent life, if you just could remove everybody from death row and commute their sentence or t- change their sentence over to a life sentence, you know what I'm saying? And I feel that's the best way to go about it because it's a proven fact that innocent men and women have died on death row. You know what I'm saying? So we trying to avoid that from, from happening in the future. You know what I'm saying? And instead of having a death penalty phase, we would rather, you know, that the state of Florida is someone facing a capital offense. We know everybody don't deserve to be back out there because you have dudes that kill little kids, rape them, kill them. I I understand that, you know what I'm saying? But as opposed to, you know, having a death uh, 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 penalty or or, or or having a death row type of, how would I say, setting set up because it's a proven fact that, like I said, you know, innocent people have died on death row. You would rather sentence everybody, you know, that would a capital offense after going to trial, then going through the penalty phase, and having 12 members of the jury unanimously uh, decide that this man is unfit for society, he does not belong back out in society, you know what I'm saying, then, okay, but it got to be 12. If it's 11 to 1, then that man don't have a natural life. He just have a life sentence where he does it before parole. But if 12 to 1 come together and agree that, you know, you need to be behind bars, okay, until you could you know, prove you're innocent or at least while this man is fighting his case, if he is innocent, at least he don't end up dying on death row, you know what I'm saying, knowing he was innocent and, and later on be revealed that he was innocent. At least he's still alive and he got a chance to prove he's innocent. And I think that's the best way to go about that situation and removing death row, abolishing death row, being done with the deaths, you know what I'm saying, sentence for good in Florida, in the United States. I think that's the best way to go about it. You know what I'm saying? And that's pretty much my my main focus. You know, with the life of, you know, 20 to 25 years eligible for parole, capital offense, 25 years, 
non-capital, 20 years, eligible for parole, 65% for violent offender, non-violent. It's a proven fact. There's a proven fact. Every state that cut down their mass incarceration or their recidivism, you know, numbers dropped. You know, the economy flourished. The economy started to bubble. You know what I'm saying? So it is the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, all this pressure is really on the taxpayers' back. And the, and the elected officials, you know, they, they cool with what's going on because this is the way they put money in their pockets that the taxpayers are not aware of. You know, by feeding them this boy, about, hey, man, we got to keep these violent criminals off the street or these. And really, that's not the case. Also, it's a proven fact that dudes who have done 10 to 15, 20 years violent offenders, it's a proven fact that their recidivism number is way lower than a dude who's done nonviolent offender who's done three years, five years, four years, two years. It's a proven fact that their recidivism number is way lower. The, the same one you call a violent offender or a monster, you know what I'm saying, a menace to society. You know, they get back out there and they, they, they function like a law-abiding citizen. Get them a job, you know what I'm saying, and uh, business in the right way, dealing with things in the right manner, you know what I'm saying, getting their life back together, you know what I'm saying? So don't feed us the bullshit that uh, anyone that, that, that's been convicted of a violent crime, there's no hope for them. They can't be changed. They, they can never be considered a law-abiding citizen or conduct themselves in such a manner, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's the bullshit that they feed over and over this system that we up against. And it all comes from slavery, you know what I'm saying? The racial injustice. You know, this is what all this comes from. Because in 1863, they abolished slavery. And in 1865, they, I think it was Abraham Lincoln sent his general to let all the slave masters know to free the, the ones who didn't free the slave, the freedom. And then in 1868, that's when you came with this prison system. And also in 1865, that's when you came with the 13th Amendment and voluntary servitude for, you know, prisoners. You know what I'm saying? So so we know what this stands on. We know what, you know what I'm saying, the foundation that this prison, the, the prison system is the new plantation. The inmates or the felons or convicts are the slaves. You know, all you did was change names of your location, your 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 plantation, you know, to a prison. You know what I'm saying? And 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 slaves to prisoners, but we still slaves. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's going on. And it's time to end this. You know, racial injustice. You know, racial injustice did not just impact us from an educational standpoint or employment standpoint or police brutality. It didn't just stop there. You know what I'm saying? It also impacted us. With this mass incarceration, racial, that's, it, it is, it's not a coincidence or accident why you have majority blacks and Latinos in here. You know what I'm saying? Because it all stemmed from this racial injustice, this, you know what I'm saying, slave master, slave mentality. Even in Florida, I'm surprised they still have a thing called master roster count. You know what I'm saying? Certain prisons up north, they get away with that. So even in Florida... They still got a thing called Master Roster Town. You know what I'm saying? Because we know where all this comes from. You know what I'm saying? Master got to get a roster count of all this human cattle, all this, you know what I'm saying? 
and that's where we at with it. So, you know, that that's my call, you know, and that's what I'm focusing on right now. There's plenty more, you know, human rights. That's definitely on the forefront as well. But there's plenty more issues we want to address, you know, education, housing, you know, the way they feed these inmates, the mental health, the, 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 the medical assistance that these inmates don't receive, you know what I'm saying? So there, there's plenty more things that but what we want to focus on first is cutting this mass incarceration down and getting these brothers back home to their family, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the family that this system and the government helped to destroy, you know, fathers away from their kids, mothers being away from their kids, grandmothers, grandfathers, uncles, aunties being away from their family, their kids, you know what I'm saying? And that's why the 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 families out there are also crumbling too, you know what I'm saying? Because the one who was the rock to the family may be in here dealing with his own, he, he or she dealing with their own situation. And But that's, you know, that was all a part of the government strategy, if you ask me, dating back from Nixon to, you know what I'm saying, and Bill Clinton with the 1994 crime bill, the war on drugs, you know what I'm saying? You know, all this was a part of, the, you know, uh, their strategy, you know what I'm saying? Systemic racism, you know what I'm saying? That's what we fighting against, you know, and that's what needs to be at the forefront, you know what I'm saying? And that, because that's what this foundation of this prison system, this mass incarceration stands on, racism, you know what I'm saying? Racial injustice, you know, and that's what we need to, you know what I'm saying, share the light on and, and, and make it the focal point. You know, that's pretty much all I have to say. And I didn't say my name for the record, but my name is MZ. Location unknown at the moment. The conditions in this prison is bad mentally and physically. It won't allow these individuals to thrive. Right now, in my room, right now, we got a million cockroaches. But that's, <laughs> but you know, that's just, you know, just a grain of really what's going on, even with the prison system. You know what I mean? I know I've changed. I can't say to everybody else, but I know I get out, I'm not coming back to prison. You have so many men in here like that. But due to the fact of our skin color and our environment, you know, the race is just, we're not seeing those same opportunities. And you know, racism is so old. It's, it's telling us that we got to deal with the backlash, especially with the courts, the juveniles, grabbing some type of parole system that works for these individuals, allowing these guys to show you that you've changed, giving the opportunity to take class. There's nothing like that in here. I want to see change. I want to see an individual get an opportunity. I'm one of them individuals that I hate hearing the word cracker. I just, I can't stand racism. I can't, it's, it's, I hate it. You get what I'm saying? Because a good person is a good person regardless of what kind of heart they got. So it's just it's foolishness that we're not striving together. It's, it's just it's so 1600. That's all I can say about it. But right now, what's going on in the system is not. It's still black and white. It's not. It doesn't make any sense. This is what we're going on. This is what's going on in Florida. You know what I mean? You have governors who get in, don't do what they say they're supposed to do. Give us a shot. Give us a shot. You got you got a, a, a harsh you got harsh rules that that are not needed right now. If you give the individuals the tools that they need to succeed, you don't need it. You get what I'm saying? They're not giving them the the tools are not being given. I'm I'm not taking up for these dudes. I'm not gonna take up for them. 
a lot of them are bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You got bullshit on both hands. But the fact still remains that there's a very disadvantage when it comes down to minority inmates. You know what I mean? Even in the courthouse system. It's so 1600. That's what's going on. And I want to see change. And I know that I don't think that a lot of people out there are willing to give these guys change because they know that they're going to change. The system is going to change. It's not right. I'm here right now. I talk to my kids almost every day. Every time I get a chance to talk to my kids, I talk to my family. Saying I don't need any more time. I got life savings. I don't need to do any more time. I know that I don't need to do any more time. You know what I mean? But you'll never know if you don't give me the opportunity. You get what I'm saying? Last month, the whole compound is locked down right now as we speak. There's no moving around. They are, they allow us to, you know, get on the phone, watch TV or whatever the case. But as far as going outside of the dormitories, there's none of that going on. And, and unless you're a, what you call a, a prison potential worker, those that work, pick up the trash or whatever the case, you know, I mean? they move around. But there's no free moving around ever since then. But at one point in time, they tried to put three inmates in one room. Yeah, they put three inmates in one room. And it was it was crazy. It was ridiculous. They were saying it was to stop the spread of COVID, but it, I'm like, yo, that doesn't make any sense. How are you trying to stop the spread of COVID? And you put three people in one room. It was crazy. A lot of guys were able to get on the phone with the outside family with the area. But right now, there's a lot of guys in the chapel, in the library, in the education building that like they're just supposed to be using that for the inmates that are actually showing symptoms. So they they fixed it up. They just said the chips are filthy. They're not, they're definitely not up to par. You know what I mean? But it also depends on what prison you go to also. You know, you have some prisons that say they keep the kitchen good, some don't. But overall, it's effed up. Overall, it's got rats, you got cockroaches. It's effed up. You know, even even no matter, sometimes, you know, they can do their best to clean it, but you still have, the, it's, 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 you know what I mean? It's not something that a human being should be living in. I can say that much. Yeah, we got a grievance system, but the grievance system, it, you know, with these guys, it works then again, it doesn't work, you know what I mean? But for the most part, it does get things moving. You know, sometimes the guards, the prison guards and whatnot, depending on what the situation is, it's about dealing with police brutality or depending on the dealing with an officer or whatever the case may be, you know what I mean? But the grievance system won't work like it's supposed to work, you know, now or something. You got people in certain positions that are saying that they didn't get the grievance or whatever the case may be. So in, in, in those types of situations, you got to you gotta get out to your outside family involved to really get any results. But as I said, the grievance procedure is not what you think it is. It's not, it's not okay. That's all they're doing is fight guys. Yeah, uh, there was a civil case, I guess, a, 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 a class action lawsuit that just passed through the DOC. DOC has, especially in Florida, they have a tendency to tell you things, especially electronic, and then try to take it back from you without refunding the money. So there's a big, there was a big class uh, uh, action suit that just went through, I want to say a few months ago, all the people who had gotten MP3 players and put songs on them, spent a thousand, five hundred, seven hundred dollars, and DOC didn't even want to get the money back. But even that's just on a bigger scale, even a small scale, the canteen. The suits, the, the lotion, the majority of the stuff is knockoff and expensive. They make you pay way more than. But I was talking to somebody the other day. They was like, you know, they make us pay like dollars, something like two dollars for hundred bucks. 
and one uh fast food delivery fee. Two dollars, they can get two hundred bucks for a dollar. And it's it's all the way around the board. It's food things that's good for you like fish, peanuts, they make those they make those stuff extra expensive. You know it wouldn't cost that much on these two. But that that's definitely going on that. I've been down with thirteen years now, that's been going on since since I've been in prison. I have always been going up, up, up and up. Where the nurses treat you all right, but certain camps the nurses treat you like shit. And it's it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's it's a lot of especially foolishness when it comes down to the medical. You know what I mean? They won't call you. I see individuals die. I see individuals people that need to go to medical with the need of medical. So you gotta really like take care of yourself and you they'll let you die. The world is right now, America is not is no no I don't think anybody could have seen what's going on right now. You couldn't have told me you couldn't have told me five years ago that hey, this is so long. It's a lot of tension, a lot of pressure. But we definitely on board what's going on because it's only right, it's been long enough. You get what I'm coming from? Even Michael Jordan said it's been long enough. The food is going on for too long. You can't dictate what's gonna happen in here. It could be peaceful, it could be violent because of what's going on out there in society right now. It's a lot of tension. Give us the tools. Give us what give us what we need. You know what I mean? I'm 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 always here here. Always spend a lot of money on books. I'm I've actually self educated myself. The fact that it matters is it's really common to give us the tools. But you're gonna to see a drastic decrease in prison population once these guys actually have the tools and the recidivism rate is gonna go down drastically once these guys have because you got a lot of hungry guys in here that's waiting on the opportunity to come home and that was cheated. Cheated in the system. I'm gonna let that go if you let that go. Just let me go on my way and, and we'll take it from there. You know what I mean? Instead of just trying to hold me down and knowing that you're holding me down and looking the other way. And I mean, you know, that's what's going on right now with the prison system. A lot of guys are just more or less like, okay, it's been long enough. You know what I mean? So that's basically all I got to say. A lot of times we're saying like old school, you know, from two days ago. You look at the menu. The menu says one thing because that's what's approved by, I guess, the state or the feds, or that's what meets meets the requirements. But when you look at the tray, the tray doesn't have nothing that the, the menu says. So the tray usually has old potatoes, or old macaroni that was cooked, old rice that was cooked that had sort of like thawed out and stuff like that. You know, just like two days ago, we got a tray that had like some mixed meats old carrots and peas in it and it, it smelled preachers like it, it smelled vinegary like the moment we smelled it we knew it was bad but one bite of it made you throw up like it was thrown up on my tray. Uh, the trays that they serve us on uh, red with black mold like there's black mold on the tray like that's why I have to scoop my food on there's like so much black mold like so a lot of times, like, I go without eating because, like, the sight of looking at black mold, you know what I'm saying? It kind of like, I'm one of those picky people. Like, I already feel like it's an unclean environment. I get a treat. I automatically wipe my spoon and wash my spoon myself because I know, like, things aren't clean to the best of their But, you know, I look at the trays and, like, the trays, they got black mold on it. Like, what's going on? Like, it's physical mold. Like, why haven't this trade been destroyed? 
by having a new trade been put in rotation. If I get 21 meals a week, 19 of my trades already was like, well, like, here's the problem. I, how is it that this one inmate got 19 trades out of 21 meals that had black mold on it, and there's 1,200 inmates on the compound? That means everybody's getting black mold. That doesn't mean I ain't have a one out of the 1,200 chance to get trades. So that, that's, that's pretty much some of the conditions we're putting up with, like, on the day. Things have changed for the worst since COVID. I mean, for instance, we just went on quarantine like, 14 days because of officers who worked back in our set, like, one or two days out of the last 30 days. We caught COVID on the street, COVID-19 on the street. Uh, you know, for those days, we ate diet lunches. We're going through a quarantine, but we never get to clean ourselves. Even even before COVID, we never got to clean ourselves. Every weekend, you're supposed to clean yourself. Well, you'll think since COVID, they'll make sure we clean ourselves. It'll almost be like a punishment if you didn't clean yourself because everyone's safety is, is banking on, you know, a clean environment right now. We're trying to avoid it, but I... Not, even not like they don't even put they don't even put no cleaning supplies in the cell. Uh, they don't won't, won't help you. They won't they like you can ask to clean up. They won't bring the cleaning supplies on. I haven't seen cleaning supplies since I've been in this set, and I've been in this set for sixty days. Uh, I have to get on my hands and knees, and, and like I rip my one of my t-shirts. You know that's that's I can get a BR for that basic t-shirt rip, but. I get on my hands and knees with a t-shirt and I sweep my floor out and I rinse the rag out with water and then I put soap and water on the floor and I wipe my floor down that way. That's how I clean. And I mean, it's just horrible. Like, there's no transfers, so people are being, like, held locked down for months and months and months. You know? And and if your family calls and say, well, why is he still in the lockup? He hasn't done anything wrong with anybody. They're going to say, well, he's pending transfer because uh, he caught a DR and we don't want him back on the compound. The DR was a non-threatening DR, so he isn't a threat to security or anyone's safety or his own. But we, we want him transferred. But due to COVID-19 uh, and the COVID pandemic, uh, we're not transferring. So you have people who've been sitting back here for six, six seven months, uh, or since whenever since COVID started, I'll say like since April like that and um, I don't know it's just crazy you know people not able to see their family there's no visitation so the country has been opened back up but yeah you know we still can't see our family and I understand there's a spike in uh, 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 COVID cases but like, like that on top not being able to see your family on top of being placed in horrible conditions is like like we'll like, we're the people who are supposed to be the worst and worst of society. So, I mean, they treat us that way, right? Well, we're the people who also, in the worst of worst time, you know, we, we act humbly. You know, we ain't, we ain't, because of all the pressure and oppression that's being applied to us or placed upon us, we ain't, we ain't acting out. We're trying to go about everything like the humble and peaceful way. It's being overlooked. You know, our cries are falling on deaf ears. Please keep sharing the number for our coronavirus hotline. 
We'll continue to air messages from prisoners who call in from the inside and family members calling in for support for their loved ones. You can call in on behalf of a loved one or they can call in to record their message about the impact of the coronavirus on their facility at 765-343-6236. This has been KiteLine. Anyone can reach us via our P.O. Box, KiteLine Radio, P.O. Box 2422, Bloomington, Indiana, 47402. You can hear previous episodes of our show at wfhb.org forward slash KiteLine. You can follow KiteLine Radio on all social media platforms. If you want to support our work, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash show. Any funds raised beyond operating costs will be sent to folks on the inside. KiteLine is intended as a means of communication between people across prison walls. KiteLine, WFHB, or any affiliates airing this program are not responsible for the opinions expressed on the show. Please join us every Friday for more stories, news, and insights about the impact of prison on our community. Thank you for listening.